This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Nightwatch, and Daywatch. All that stands between light and darkness is the Nightwatch. First movie of the year. Uh, and Brett's not here, so random bullshit, insert it here. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. Or maybe it's better. I'm Troy. Is this better? Yeah, get that low register. Yeah, sorry. I uh, Apparently, I drank myself horse uh, a couple days ago, and it has not gotten it. My voice hasn't gotten any better yet. <laughs> it's nice. It's soothing. Yeah. So we're doing something a little different this time due to technical issues. Yes, because apparently the computer only liked my voice last week, and that probably would have been a really weird-sounding podcast with silence with me just saying stuff completely out of context. Yeah, it would have been the normal, informative podcast that everybody's used to. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, two-thirds of the podcast is Brett, so with him missing, it wouldn't have been good. Or with you and him missing, that means about a quarter of the podcast was recorded. Yeah, it was weird to listen to, I can tell you that much for sure. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll release that as a bonus track sometime. <laughs> the lost episode. <laughs> but so, no, we're, ba- we're back at you now with two movies, since they are a duo anyway, a diptych, if you will. Ooh. And uh, they were recommended to us by Kylie. Mm-hmm. So, here you go, Kylie. We did your movies. We did. We did your crazy, weird Russian movies. Oh, oh yeah. I have to tell you. Uh, so, one of my friends, the the one who had seen Necromantic, actually, and Tusk, he, uh, he, his wife is Russian. And so, I told him I was watching Nightwatch. He's like, oh, yeah. My wife calls that the Russian Matrix. And... I can kind I can kind of see it. All right, that seems fair. Yeah. So there's a random bit of trivia for it. Somebody calls this the Russian Matrix. Oh man! <laughs> so Nightwatch. Yes. Which is the first one? Yes. It starts off with uh, some kind of fight. Yeah, it's a a medieval battle on a giant stone bridge. Because the 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 night watch and the day watch guys were trying to both go over the bridge, but neither side would move for the other, so they had to fight. Yep, yep. The uh, the light others and the dark others, and just to make things more confusing, the light others run the night watch, and the dark others run the day watch. Mm Hmm. So. Just to make sure that doesn't make a whole lot of sense right off the bat. Yep, yep. And then in order to get each other to stop fighting, they find some dude and whisper into his ears. Yep, and that makes him real old, which settles the the fight. (laughs) Yeah, and it establishes this truce where the, the Night Watch and the Day Watch will patrol each other's activities and their, you know, and you have to get licensed to feed on humans and... Things like that. So, ever since the medieval times on a bridge, which I think is going to be a pop-up 
store somewhere. Um, you know, they, they have this truce where they cannot go to war with each other. Yeah, because each side's watching the other side. Yeah. Or something. Trust, trust but verify. So we blast forward to like 1992 or so. Yeah. <laughs> and our We're, hero? Yeah, Professor Lupin's what he looks like right now. We'll, we'll change his name a little later, but his, his hairstyle is very uh, like Snape meets Professor Lupin. <laughs> yeah. He uh he heads off to the local uh witch lady's house. Yep. Cause he's his girlfriend's cheating on him or something. Yeah, his girlfriend. Yeah, his girlfriend's cheating on him and is leaving him, and so he wants her to die. Cause he's a great person. Cause he's a nice person. And then uh, the witch lady tells him that the lady's pregnant, but it's not his child. And then says, I can do this magic, but you have to take responsibility because I'm not going to take the fall for your problems. And so he says yes, and she gives him the worst shot ever. Yes, of lemonade, vodka, blood. (laughs) Combo. Delicious. Yeah. And uh, I love this scene, so I'll I'll be happy to narrate it. But, uh, yeah, so... So he, he pounds that down. She starts doing her little magic and says that when she claps her hands, the magic will be done. And at that point, the three movers that were down below come bursting in the door. And one of them grabs one of her arms. And when they tackle her, one of them grabs one of her arms. The other one grabs her other arm as she's straining to clap her hands. And, uh, cause she's happy and knows it. And, uh, <laughs> and then this little doll salt shaker thing on the wall grows spider legs and goes over and sprays olive oil all over their hands. And they tell uh, uh, the kitty cat or whatever they call her. They tell her to go get the to get to to help, and she turns into a leopard or cheetah or something and jumps across the room, grabs the frying pan and, that's on the stove full of hot oil. And uh, as they, uh, as their hands slip off her her wrists, the the cat lady shoves the frying pan frying pan in between the lady's hands, and she claps them down on the the burning hot frying pan, and it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. It's one of the better scenes in the duology, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, oh, and then uh, Lupin starts to see everything in black and white and weird, and and they're all surprised that he can see them, and apparently he's in the gloom and stumbles out, and then we jump ahead, like, ten years. Mm-hmm. Now we got old, uh, old Professor Lupin there. Yeah, he's looking more like Jason Siegel now, though. <laughs> That's true. We'll call him uh, Marshall. So Marshall, he's all like, uh, he now works for the Night Watch. Yes, and he's got a got a job to go do, which involves sunglasses and flashlights with crystals in them. Yep, and blood. But he's all out of blood, and he's so lost without it. <laughs> oh God! 
What? Blood Supply. It's my favorite band. <laughs> they are pretty great. I'll give you that. So he, uh, he has to go off and meet up with his neighbor, whose dad is a butcher slash blood dealer. Yep. And uh, because apparently pig blood is quite a lot like human blood, so it's A-OK. Because they're not drinking human blood. Because they're part of the Dark Others. Yeah, and that would be against the rules or what have you. Yeah. Oh, and the oh, and the reason he has this job, though, is because this kid's hearing voices in his head. Ah, uh, swimming. It's a swimming kid. Yeah, yeah. And so he just wanders out into Moscow in his swimming trunks. Like you do. Like you do. Classic <laughs> Moscow. <laughs> So now uh, old uh, Marshall, chock full of blood and stuff, heads off, gets on the subway to go find this kid, sees some broad. Has a vision of a crow NATO involving her. So, but she kind of, I don't know, I don't know what we need to call her. We'll call her crow NATO for now because it's kind of her defining feature in the first movie. It is. Yeah. So, and uh, he, uh, Somehow or another, just kind of puts Coronado out of his mind for a minute because he's got to go find this kid. And heads off to the local uh, closed down beauty college. Aterium. Aterium. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and he has a fight with a vampire. And again, there's kind of this cool scene where the vampire's in the gloom and attacking him, and, but he can see the vampire in the mirror. So he's like a reverse vampire. Because he only shows up in a mirror, and uh, and he breaks the mirror and grabs a piece and holds it up to the side of his head, and the kind of looks at it sideways for the vampire while he's trying to stab him with scissors or something, and uh, that's a pretty tense kind of fun scene too. Yeah, and the uh, the rest of the squad shows up in their big oh, truck. It, yeah, their truck that goes like uh, has a like at rocket speed. And can flip over people that they don't want to hit. <laughs> yeah, just totally you know, on a whim. Like like the king of the others. But the king of the dark others, you may not want to run over. That might break the truce. <laughs> so, so you just make your car do a front flip over him. <laughs> and so they, I keep going. They, uh, they rescue old uh, Marshall and take him back to HQ. Yep, and kill the vampire in... In the process, uh, there's a female vampire that still is there, but like she loses an eye, and she shows up in the second movie, which is fun. Yeah. So back at HQ, the boss man of the the Night Watch does yeah, some he, kind of belt telepathy. Oh yeah, I forgot. What it, it's awesome. <laughs> Describe belt telepathy for us, Chris. Well, it's where you take off your belt. And then you strap your head to the forehead of another guy and stare at his eyes so you can see what he saw. <laughs> I mean, I didn't feel like that required an explanation, but. Yeah, well, you know, some people may not be familiar with belt telepathy. <laughs> the Russian art of belt telepathy. Yeah, maybe you need a tracksuit to do it right. I'm not sure. <laughs> So now the the boss of the Night Watch is like, hey, that girl on the subway, the Cronado girl, 
she's she might be important or something. Yeah, to she, figure out what she's all about. Yeah, because she might be this cursed lady who, if she does something, can end the world. So let's not have her do this thing. Which is I a, don't actually remember what it is, but that's fine. Yeah, there was some some story about how she's just got super bad luck, and if you talk to her, your puppy dies and shit. Yeah. So, so um, uh, see, it's been a week since we watched this, so yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Uh, let's see what else happens. Uh, the um, well, we can fast forward a whole bunch because I think there's not that much interesting that happens. Um, so the kid, they rescue the kid from the dark others because the vampire chick wants to kill him because she was going to feed on him. And, uh, oh, uh, Marshall gets another companion mm-hmm. when, uh, boss man, the big boss man pulls an owl out of ta- out of a taxidermy safe and throws it out a window and it turns into an owl and flies off. And uh, Marshall is suitably unimpressed by that and goes home. And then the owl flies into his window and turns into a woman. So I've dubbed her the sorceress from now on. And so him and the sorceress rescue the kid from the vampire chick. And he disappears into the gloom. So they have to drag him out of the gloom by giving blood to spiders, uh, which mm-hmm. is nice and creepy. Uh, and then they track down Cronado Lady and find out that she had cursed herself because she felt guilty about her mom, the way she treated her mom when her mom died. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, we've solved this problem. Nothing bad can happen. Meanwhile, the, the king of the Dark Others, Rucker Hauer, had been uh, playing a uh, a video game uh, wherein he was using a spine sword fighting a guy with a screwdriver and he kept losing because apparently he sucks at video games because sword versus screwdriver it should not be a difficult match. And um, But then he figures out if he gets the a kid involved to, to fuck things up, he can win. And so then he takes the express elevator to the <laughs> to the top of the building where there's a nice mm-hmm. little showdown and we find out that the kid actually is Marshall's kid and that kid finds out that Marshall tried to kill him through dark magic and the kid decides to side with uh, Rucker Hauer and that's kind of how the movie ends. Yeah, the balance of power has been shifted to the to the dark others. Yeah, or to the Daywatch. Yes. Which is why the second movie is called Daywatch, and that's pretty. It's pretty concise. I'll have to admit. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool looking stuff that happens. Um, there's a if you watch the Netflix version, it is subtitled, and they do some fun things with the subtitles. Like when people shout, sometimes the words will will turn big and red, or if someone knocks on the door, the words will vibrate in time with the door knock, uh, stuff like that. So I think even if you've only seen the dubbed version of it, uh, try watching the sub version sometime. It's pretty good. A little extra addition with the subtitles. 
And that brings us up to number two here, Daywatch. Which, uh, man, there's there's a lot going on in this movie. Yeah, it's a good two and a half hours long almost. So it's it's got another hour on Nightwatch. And it's also the one we've seen most recently that we so we remember the most about it. Also true. <laughs> so it, this, yeah. this starts up about a year or so later. Yep, which is probably about when it was released a year or so after Nightwatch. And a uh, Cronado girl is now signed up with the Nightwatch. Yep, she's and a trainee. She's, she's training under old Marshall. Yep. And there because he's he's proved himself to be a, a great guy, a great uh, useful member of the Night Watch by losing his son to the Dark Others. Yeah, real solid, real solid win for <laughs> Team Night Watch. Yeah, and she's reading some book about the the chalk of fate. Yeah, yeah. So the MacGuffin, the MacGuffin in this movie <laughs> is a piece of sidewalk chalk carved into like a hexagon shape or something yeah it's it's real dumb <laughs> i'll be honest they said it the first time they have like some gold-faced monk yeah and i was like wait did he say chalk the chalk <laughs> of fate hey I, i'm pretty sure that was not trademarked <laughs> so they can use it so anyway we learned about the chalk of fate because that's going to come into play yeah, so the guy, yeah, it's a, it's like some like Mongolian like north central Asia area and there's some endless maze that is protecting the chalk and the guy has a map of the maze but it he can't figure it out and puts his finger through it by accident and realizes wait a second I can just punch through the walls of this place with my horse because horse <laughs> I'm not sure why you can do yeah. that Cause, 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 I have, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have any idea why they could do that. It was because, cool looking though. Oh yeah, because visuals. That's why. Yeah, yeah, because so he, movie. <laughs> and so yeah, so he goes punching through the walls of this maze with his horse that he's riding and uh, lands, and this guy is like, is like, please don't kill me. Uh, that that's the way to the magic chalk. And then uh, he goes down, and there's a gold-faced monk down there, and he gets the chalk from him and leaves. But as he's leaving, the guy the guy that showed him where the chalk was stabs him lethally, and he stumbles back into the gold monk and's like, "So what does this chalk? What do I do with the chalk?" He's like, "Well, you write what you want." So he writes life, and comes back to life facing down the guy who stabbed him and he's like, no, please don't kill me. I'll show you where the chalk is. But he stabbed, he cuts the guy's head off and then goes and gets the chalk and leaves. And apparently he never made a, a mistake since. Yeah. Cause he would go back time. and fix it. He could go back and fix it. So now we're back in present day after our little, uh, weird flashback exposition dump. Yeah. Where the guy got peed on by a horse. Also true. Yep. <laughs> and um old Marshall and Cronado girl. Yeah, they're I'm gonna call her I'm gonna call her Black Widow now, because that's kinda more of what she is. True. 
Natasha. So they go off to go find a guy who's been stabbing old ladies in the back with a needle. And sucking their blood out with a juice box, which I think is a cool, like, vampire magic item. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty cool. This movie is equal parts. That's kind of dumb, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's the sweet and sour of movies, only it's the cool and dumb of movies. So they get to hunt down this perpetrator wearing a ski mask, and he runs off into the gloom. But it turns out that you can go go to the double gloom, which is yeah, it's like it's like Inception. It's the gloom in the gloom. Yeah, <laughs> but you're not supposed to go into the gloomception part of the gloom because that's <laughs> only for the great ones. Yep. And yeah, so the the blood drinker and then Black Widow follows him and but Marshall can't. And and but they come back and they he the vampire escapes, but they come back with uh the ski mask. And it turns out that it's uh old old Jaeger. Oh yeah, the uh the son of, oh, of we need Marshall. Yeah, and uh he's like a He's like a young, uh, uh, what's the kid from Thirty uh, from Third Rock from the Sun? Gordon Who's Joseph the, Levitt? Yeah. <laughs> he looks kind of like the kid from Third Rock from the Sun. But he's got the enough. hair. He's got the hair. I don't remember the, what the character's name is, though. Mm, Gordon. Yeah, we'll call him Gordon. Gordon Shumway. So, yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, so that's, first, that, that's Alf. Yeah, so so of course it was Gordon who was the the killer because it was a pint sized vampire. So what else would it be? Yeah, I mean he had a juice box for fuck's sake. It obviously wasn't a grown ass person. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. So what happens next? They uh, they impound the hat because they're going to give it to the psychics to, to track down who the killer was because they were illegally drinking blood from humans. Yeah, without a license or what have you. Yep. So now, back on uh, the Daywatch side, they're uh, setting up for old Gordon's birthday party or something. Yeah. And they find out what's gone down, where he's been, you know, murdering people and lost his face hat. Yep. And, and they decide they have to go get it. Yeah, they, they make his teacher responsible for him, so she has to go get the hat. Before they can use it to track it back to him. And she manages to convince Marshall to go get the hat. Because it is his kid after all. Yep. And so he begrudgingly accepts that. Yep. And but heads the teacher, off. But the teacher chick gets uh, mysteriously murdered by somebody with a antler knife. Mm-hmm. That's classic Russia for you right there. Yep. And uh, but the wound disappears after the, the stabbing for some reason, and uh, and then uh, oh, what's her name? Well, Alicia, I think, is the actual name of the character, but uh, she looks like a Linda Ronstadt, really. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Linda Ronstadt gets in her car and drives. Up the side of a building and then along the side of the building. Yeah, that part's t- pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's really neat looking. And then uses the emergency brake to come in through the window of the building <laughs> to uh, 
to tell uh, Rucker Hauer that uh, the teacher's dead. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, old Marshall has managed to get the hat back, but he also broke into the oddly placed Central Asia archives of the Night Watch. Yep. And he's learned about the chalk of fate. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It seems like that was a placeholder that they just couldn't do any better with when they were yeah. writing the script. They're like, I don't know, chalk of chalk of fate, whatever. Who cares? It's like I was like, oh, they made this on Death Note, and they're like, oh, if we all write names in a notebook. Bad things happen. Like, what if we tie it to the writing utensil instead of the notebook? It'll be great. <laughs> It'll be a big stick of chalk. Yeah, because <laughs> Mongolians known worldwide for their chalk use. Yeah. <laughs> so now he knows about the chalk. And he uh Oh god, what happens next? So much Oh, but happening. the the day watch is trying to blame him for the death of the teacher. Right. And so to protect him, they swap his him with his body with uh, the sorceress's body. And uh at one point at least in the sub, he accuses uh, the boss man of making him a tranny, which I guess was kind of progressive or insulting. I'm not sure which. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does it really count if you're not even in your body anymore? Yeah, I don't know, but uh, and uh, and there's a great scene, and there's a great little bit where uh, Natasha is training to be a psychic and they ask, and there's a knock at the door. They ask her who it is. And she says, well, obviously it's Marshall and in walks the sorceress. So, and they laugh at her. Yeah. And, there's, there's a weird, there's a weird seed in, in the bathroom. Where, yeah. where well, we quite gotten there quite yet. Yeah. Cause, cause they're driving and, yeah, you know, they're kind of bantering, like you know, because she's like, "Oh, I have a girlfriend now. I can like talk to, I can talk girl stuff with her." And then she says, "Yo, I love Anton." And then Anton or Marshall, I love Marshall. And then Marshall, who's in the body of the sorceress, drives the car off the road. <laughs> yeah, it caught him off guard or her. <laughs> but it also says that uh, ends up saying, telling him uh, the Black Widow that. Uh, Marshall loves her too. So it all works out. Yeah. Kinda. And that's when we and that's when we get to the and so they end up in um in the the Zorchus's apartment and the uh oh and the Black Widow goes to take a shower and Marshall's like, you know what, I really should just tell her that it's me in this body. So while she's naked and completely vulnerable in the shower, I'll walk in and snap yeah. my fingers. Snap my fingers, which lets me change my voice back to normal, and tell her it's me. And of course, she reacts in the calmest manner ever. Yeah, and and so naturally, what you do when you've just you know totally screwed somebody's day up while they're vulnerable and nude in the shower is you force yourself into the shower with them. Yeah. Duh. And then it turns into a waterfall location that's very pretty. Yeah. 
and they kiss. Yeah, because it's a lot less rapey if you're out in the woods, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the whole part was weird. It was really weird and uncomfortable. <laughs> so now everybody's okay with what's going on, I guess. Yep, and they decide to go get Chinese food as a date. And so it's two women having a date, which I guess is kind of progressive for 2000 Russia. I mean, unless they get their plan. I think they also discussed forming a, a girl band. I believe the name Tattoo was was bandied about during the conversations. Everybody's favorite Russian band. <laughs> yeah. At least Russian lesbian band or fake lesbian. I'm not sure if they were lesbians or not, but that's how they were. That's how they were sold to us, at least. That was how they were packaged. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and then a Dirk other is there and goes to the bathroom and dies in the bathroom. Like he pulls a full Elvis. It's <laughs> a good explanation. Yeah. And uh, of course, they're just someone's trying to set up uh, Marshall because they figured out that Marshall was in the sorceress's body, and then what happens next? Uh, read your book, Chris. Read the book. Read your book. <laughs> Since well, Brett's not off, here to say it, they head off to the the airport. Oh yes, because they're going to go gonna... to Outer Mongolia to retrieve the yeah. chalk. Samarkand. And, uh, oh, and Rucker Hauer sends a, uh, an accomplice after, uh, the two who is a parrot that turns into a dude because they can't have a new bit in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I will admit he was pretty excited in the back of that limo with his weird pink sunglasses. Yeah. He was, you know, kind of dressed in a way that would make you think parrot if you saw him. Only without the feathers because it wasn't Brazil during Carnival. So, uh, and so they get on the plane, and as the planes get ready to take off, uh, the sorceress. Oh, because they they swap they, bodies they, back. Yeah, they switch back in an elevator. Yep, and they make it look. They make it sound like they had sex to do it, which was funny, and uh, I guess. And uh, there, of course, there are people outside the elevator while there's like, uh, 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 going on. And they get out and they're like, let's take the stairs. But, um, bump. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the search, as they're getting ready to take off, the search says, oh, and by the way, we looked for the chalk there. It wasn't there. And, of course, Marshall's like, well, why didn't you tell me this before I got onto an airplane? And uh, they get off the airplane and, uh, Marshall figures out where the chalk is because it's in uh, the original guy's right hand, meaning the his right hand man is holding it, and the right hand man is the the guy who runs the Chinese restaurant from earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. and just gives him the chalk when he asks for it. You know, yeah, he's just like, "Okay, it's over there. I use it to write yeah. the daily specials." Yep, I write that, you know, this shit costs 150 ruble, ruby, you know, rubles, and people give me 150 rubles for it, so it works still. <laughs> Seems like a really, really lame use of the chalk of fate. <laughs> well, it's living up to its name. It's it's really living up to its name, though. 
That's true. And uh, and then uh, Gordon shows up and because uh, Marshall's because Marshall wrote his name. Yes, he wrote Gordon Joseph Gordon Levitt on the uh, the chalkboard in Cyrillic, and uh, and then Gordon shows up and he's you know Marshall's so happy and they have some rice chalk- peel off. Yep, and he puts the chalk in his coat and then puts his coat around the kid because the kid looks cold. And then he gets his coat back and the kid leaves and realizes the kid now has the chalk of fate. Dun, dun, dun. And... Oh, and in the meantime, the chick who drove the car up the uh, the building, who I believe was the pop star from the uh, first movie. I believe so. Uh, has apparently has fallen in love with uh, Marshall's next door neighbor, uh, vampire kid. Yeah, yeah. Who uh, apparently has his license to feed on his first human, which will apparently make him a. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Apparently, make him a full fledged vampire. But his dad doesn't want him to be a vampire. Wants him to be human, and so they fight and argue, and then. Uh, and then so the somehow the that chick gets the chalk of fate from Gordon. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. There's and a lot Ruck- there's a lot going on. And Rucker Howard gives uh Gordon this poor man's yo yo, which is like a paper mache ball with a rubber band on the end of it mm-hmm. that he uses as a yo yo and tells the kid to put all of his hate into it. And then there's a party. Yep. Not just any party, a big weird party. A big weird birthday party for Gordon. And, and uh, Marshall wants to attend. Yes. But is unable to get in on account of he's Marshall and they know it. So he, he finds <laughs> Parrot Boy. Marshall Landy knows it. <laughs> so he steals Parrot Boy's face. Yep. By shoving his face in the snow and putting the snow that looks like his face on his face. Which I thought was kind of cool because you didn't like really take his face off, but <laughs> but more pulled like a ma- like the mask <laughs> kind of thing. So now he, I liked that a little bit. I liked it. Yeah. And he, yeah, as soon he, as he shoves that guy's face, now it's like I know what he's gonna do. I'm so excited. So now he he has his face, so he heads up to the party, and, and is found out almost instantly. Yeah, because they're kind of suspicious of him. So one dude switches name tags with his other dude. And so, of course, he calls the the dude by the wrong name, even though he should know who the guy is, and gets called on it. And he retreats into the gloom to to try to find his son. And when he comes out of the gloom, he's like dead center in the middle of this giant party full of Daywatch dudes. Yep. And then they give him a microphone and laugh at him as he says things. Yeah. Uh, he, he takes some kind of weird poison shot. Yeah, he has a penalty shot that he has to take because he, uh, he has to catch up with everyone else, I guess. But it it gets him high. Yeah, he's fucked up. I don't know what was in that <laughs> shot. But. I think it was, uh, it was cannabis and food fused. There was like LSD infused vodka or something. <laughs> Yeah, with just a big nug floating on the top. <laughs> and the 
the witch lady from the first movie, you know, what what tried to abort his son from from magic. Yeah, got let out of jail. Yeah, and she's like, "Hey, here, eat some of this gross-looking red salad shit. It'll like make <laughs> you not die or whatever." <laughs> and then, uh, oh yeah, and then he sees that uh, pop star that Linda Ronstadt has the uh, the chalk of fate. And so he tells the little doll with spider legs to go get it for him, which it of course doesn't do because he doesn't. He it, she's not the boss of it. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't tell some weird spider doll monster just go grab <laughs> chalk of fate. That's not how it works. <laughs> That's some day one shit. Everybody knows. Yeah. And so th- things aren't going well for Marshall. They basically, at this point, have kind of set him up, and they're waiting for the Inquisition to show up. They're Inquisitors. Yeah, yeah like these these two, these twin old guys who are kind of suitably creepy. Like, they they have this aura of power around them that they convey really well. So I like those dudes. They're awesome. But But before they can show up, Marshall makes Vampire Neighbor's dad... He he figures out that he was the guy that committed the murder. They're trying to pin on him. Yeah, because that's how he was going to get his son turned back into a human. Which I don't think it works that way, but whatever. Well, he made a deal. It was a bad deal. And he gets hauled off to wherever they haul people like that off to. Yeah, but he drops his bone dagger. Yep. And then uh, Vampire Neighbor Kid... Picks it up and tries to stab Rucker Hauer with it, and they they struggle and end up with the knife kind of stuck between their bodies with the blade pointed towards. Well, they didn't struggle; they had a delightful oh, yeah. dance number. Yeah, a tango actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they did the tango with a knife between their breasts, and, and uh, Rucker Hauer stabs him with his sternum and the the bow knife by giving a big hug. And they they both fall out a window. Yeah, which is weird. And then he lets go of Vampire Boy, and the boy falls, and he just kind of floats back in. I guess I'm not sure how he gets back in. And as all this is happening, there's a crazy action sequence going on on the other side of town, where a big semi truck is trying to keep the the little jet powered ambulance car thing. thing. From getting to the hotel because now the the night watch guys know what's about to happen, so they're trying to get to the hotel. And the day watch has sent the semi truck. They have a weird car chase full of a bunch of motorcycles and it was apparently if you wreck one motorcycle, every other motorcycle has to hit it as it goes by and fall over. It's Russian law. Yeah. <laughs> So, in order to take out the semi-truck, the ambulance thing guy driver does the only thing that makes sense, and that's to go head-on right at him and ram the entire front half of the, the big rig through the trailer of the big rig and drive <laughs> out the other side. Yeah, basically he punched Optimus Prime through the face, through the back of his head with his own vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he hit the little button that armors it up by covering the intake 
in the intakes in the grill for his his radiator. Yeah, that turns it into a totally different metal that is now four hundred times more dense. <laughs> but he dies in the process. The the guy driving the vehicle. And now the night watch is all assembled, and they're they're all amped up and ready to go murder some people. Yep. Oh, and Natasha has snuck into the building, like you know, like a Russian spy, in order to uh, to find Marshall, and ends up confronting Gordon. Yeah, and Gordon unleashes his his hate filled bootleg yo yo. Yeah, because she acts, she pushes him and he falls and bloodies his nose. And since a drop of blood fell, the truce is broken. Since she spilled his blood, uh, the truce is broken and he unleashes his shotgun paper mache ball. It's pretty great if it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, but it like... It like like it, like the ball splits into some little balls, and the little balls split into more little balls, and those little balls split into more little balls, and just plow through everything. Yeah, like there's like the Russian space needle, uh, the Russian eye from London, you know, the big Ferris wheel. There's just a bunch of buildings. They all just get like shotgun to death by this thing. So now. It looks like, you know, it looks like the Daywatch has the upper hand because they kind of do. Well, yep, like basically it's the end of the world because they're just going to destroy the fucking world. So Marshall hunts down, what's her head? Linda Ronstadt? Yeah, Linda Ronstadt because she's got the chalk and she's trying to bring back Vampire Neighbor. And he's like, hey, hey, that's not going to work because like... This isn't your fault. The chalk only works if it's your fault. Yep. And it's my fault. So give me the chalk and I can fix all this for everybody. Yep. And she's all like, okay. And then she does. Yep. And then he's trying to escape, but he can't. And so boss man takes his picture. Yep. Which, which freezes time because. Magic camera. Cause, uh, black widow and, and, and Gordon. We're both pulling on him, and he is going to get cut up by a giant thing of glass. Yeah, it was falling. It was going to fall down from above and cut him in half, which was pretty cool. Yeah. It didn't happen. It didn't. No. And then the boss man uses the freeze time magic camera. Yep, but it only has a certain length of exposure. And so Marshall goes running through the streets to the the old witch lady's apartment where they tore down half the building but still one of her walls is up there and so he writes no or yet on the uh, on the chalkboard there and then we travel back to 1992 yep yep and instead of going through with it he's like nah nah I think I'm good and then just leaves yep and the three the three people who stopped her in the beginning of Nightwatch see her see him and go, Oh, he's not he's he's just normal now. And then he walks out of the building and it's raining and he he's walking towards Natasha and then in the background you see uh 
you see uh, Bossman and Rucker Howard waiting for Godot, and uh, they have they realize that you find out they have a bet that he uh, Bossman says that uh, that uh, what Marshall will will remember her, and Rucker Howard says he won't, and they and the you know Marshall and Black Widow pass, but then Marshall's like, hey, wait a second, don't I know you? And she's like, maybe, and then happy credits. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's two movies hastily gone through for the price of one this time. Yes. So what do you think, Mr. Troy? I I like these movies. Visually, they're pretty awesome. Um, the story is generally compre- comprehensible. Again, the chalk of fate. The chalk of fate is kind of a a, a lame MacGuffin, but the power it has is kind of cool. So I guess that makes up for it. Um, but yeah, generally, I I enjoyed these movies. They're not super horror. Night Watch is a is a bit more horror than Day Watch, but that's not saying a whole lot. Um, but yeah, I, I think people should watch these. I, again, I will recommend the sub over the dub because shocking and, uh, but that's on Netflix. So it should be easy for you to find at least Netflix us. I'm not sure about other ones, but how about you, Chris? What did you think? I also thought they were pretty okay. They're not the best things ever, but they look really cool. There's all kinds of just fun little things that they do. Just yeah. little little bits and pieces, little visual effects. I watched the the dub, which wasn't great a lot of the time. There was some pretty bad voice acting in it. <laughs> but all in all, it's a pretty interesting story. I'll admit that the second movie is kind of long for my taste, kind of draggy in the middle. Yeah. And, man, the ending just kind of kind of got my goat a little bit yeah the i i would have preferred a darker ending like maybe like like instead of stopping the lady they like he actually did kill she actually you know did kill this kid and then he gets arrested and that's you know and that's how it ends like kind of more of a donnie darko ending instead of a matrix ending yeah i'm just not i'm not a fan of the whole like it, it was Actually, too close to the it was all just a dream kind of cliche for yeah. me. The, uh, maybe, that's a, maybe that's a movie. We should do Dying Darko sometime. There you go. That rabbit's pretty scary. Yeah. But I would say yeah. definitely give it a go. You could do a lot worse. Yeah, just just watch out for the ending. You know, be aware it's there. Yeah. And, and just deal with it. Yeah, and make sure you got some time open for the second part. Because <laughs> it does clock in at a healthy almost two and a half hours, so. Yep. But I'd say it's definitely worth your time to check out. Yep. And, and what are we doing next week, Chris? We are doing Tucker and Dale versus Evil. As recommended to us by? By Ross, my coworker. Who has given us such wonderful movies as? Where the Dead Go to Die. <laughs> and his future recommendation, which is Solo. Yeah. So we have that we have that to look forward to. Ross doesn't like us. No. 
But he did try to give us a palate cleanser with Tucker versus Tucker and Dale versus Evil, though. I will give him that much. At least he gave us something to, like a uh, lighthearted. Yes, in between but, horrible shit sandwiches. <laughs> but we do have we do have a bunch of other recommendations, so we will be uh, placing some of those between Tucker and Dale and Solo. So sorry, Ross, we're not doing Solo in two weeks. You're gonna have to wait a little bit longer for that. I'm not sorry. Yes, but if anyone else would like to give us recommendations to stick between Tucker and Dale and Solo, you can go to a number of places. Uh, you can you can uh, email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail dot com. We are on Facebook at uh, Slaughterhouse Princess, which is really the best way to find us. Uh, we have a subreddit r slash r slash shp podcast. Uh, we are Slaughter Princess at uh, on Twitter. Uh, it's no vowels in princess. Every, all the normal word letters in Slaughter. Um, Slaughter Princess. Um, you can download our podcasts on iTunes. Let's do on Stitcher. Download, listen to them uh, at our website, which is slaughterhouseprincess.com. Um, did I get everything? Oh, mm-hmm. Google Play, you can also find us on Google Play Music under Slaughterhouse Princess. Also true. Yeah. That's the new one. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so, yeah, sorry for my shitty voice, everybody. I drink too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and sorry for my normal voice. It's just how how it's always been. I can't can't help it. (laughs) Well, if Brett survived it this long, I think everybody will be okay. So, yep, next time we're going to do Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Brett will probably be here, or not. Who knows? He's unreliable. He is. He's an unreliable narrator, but we don't let him narrate things, so he's just unreliable. And she's just like, more, deeper, get, do more.